money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That's good. I'm uh, I'm, I'm out of practice. I feel like we've been away on holidays a little bit, and uh, yeah, I'm out of practice. No, so. we got to get our frontal lobe working, as your brother would tell us. Is or that? Something. Well, I don't know if he'd tell us that. We, we went away He's, with my brother. He's a little smarter than I am, so he would probably say something like that. But welcome <laughs> to the show. This is the show where Dave, that's me, and Reb. That's you. Talk about the hard issues of money. And and, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, then you can find all the other podcasts that we're doing. And we were just talking while we were away about we really should number them or we should count them up or start numbering them. We're going to talk to Will about that. Yeah, that seems to be the thing. (laughs) Anyways, we've done a whole bunch. So there's a whole bunch of things that uh, a whole bunch of information, discussions. Uh, If you've heard us before... Then of course you know that Reb picks on me and. Uh, <laughs> well, Ray is with us today, so he can mediate if there's a problem. Okay. Well, we actually had a nice time away together, mm-hmm. so you know we've been nice to each other for a long time. Yes, yes. So let's do some housekeeping, and then uh, Ray Borg, we're gonna just do a little intro there. So uh, of course we want to give a shout out to. Uh, Crosspoint Financial. Financial. Yes, my brain is kicking in. Crosspoint Financial, Brent Vandermeer and the team there. Brent's been on the show before just talking to us about biblical investing and kind of how those two relate and and what works out there. So we really appreciate Brent's perspective and his wisdom when he comes to share with us. And and we really appreciate him and the team sponsoring this show. So check him out at Crosspoint Financial. what else? Oh, I guess the other places is is you where else you can Maybe find us besides Ray more than the, enough. Ray could have done the intro for us. I, I know. Okay, it's a little can chunky we get on today. with it now? Okay. It's a little chunky. Go for Go it. Go to morethanenough.ca, not mine.ca, and chri.ca, and you can find all the things you need. Okay, okay done. So you introduce Ray because I can never remember his title. Okay, well, our... <laughs> Just going one step backwards, we are doing a little bit of a series with you, Ray, as you're coming (laughs) on. Once a month, we have Ray on. Ray Borg is the Ministry Liaison for Financial Discipleship Canada. Did I get that right, Ray? Well, actually, it has just changed in the last week and a half. (laughs) So I wear the same hat for both ministries now for Financial Discipleship Canada and the Canadian National Christian Foundation. So my official title now is Director, Donor, and Community Care. There you go. Director, Donor, and Community Care for Financial Discipleship Canada. And CNCF. Wow. Okay, well, maybe we'll have to talk to you about some other time what that actually means. Yes, (laughs) yes. But we've had Ray on regularly, so we're really glad to have you, Ray. Thank you so much. Great to be with you again. So we are doing a bit of a series. Dave just mentioned it. Um, not, I don't even know if you could call it a series. Ray comes once a month. So this year we're hoping just to talk about what did Jesus say about money? How did he respond with money? If there are any stories like that, like did he, is there any action we actually see where Jesus interacted with money? 
Um, but today we do want to talk again about a theme we talked in February because I got this thought, thought in my head and I quickly emailed Ray because Dave was in a meeting and I'm like, I just see something in this verse that I haven't seen before. So we're going to talk about Matthew 6 again, and we're going to talk about mammon and Jesus again, and we're going to um, just start with a different viewpoint. And then I'm going to dig into maybe some of the things that Ray and his colleague Jan wrote out in, a, in their book, um, Unmasking Mammon. It's not about the money, Unmasking Mammon. They have a little booklet about it. You can go to notmine.ca, oh. and Ray's holding it up. Awesome. You're watching on YouTube. And I've, you got, I've got it yeah. all open here mm-hmm. for my notes. But um, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to notmine.ca and find it there, free downloadable copy. So I'm just going to read this verse um, again out of Matthew 6. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, in the book I wrote and in the conversation we had in February, we talked really clearly about you can't serve one. You have to choose. And Ray, actually, I'm going to quote you because I just wrote it down this morning when I was listening to the show again. Um, um, Mammon represents power and gives you power. Um, And it's about trust in self and your own ability to generate wealth. And then you said this, if you allow that into your heart and believe me, it will keep coming at you. You need to keep that out, mammon out, because it will affect your relationship with God. If you put all your eggs in this basket where you're serving mammon, um, um, that is where you park your heart. And then you will miss out on the place of intimacy that God desires for you. And that little phrase, you will miss out on the place of intimacy I desire for you with with God. And mm-hmm. that just really jumped out at me. And I we're going to talk about um, in a, just a minute something that I saw in this verse that I hadn't seen before. But how important is this i'm just going to ask you this right off the bat is this intimacy with the father why is this why do we need to understand that the love of money and power and and everything mammon represents why is that important for us to understand it as a threat to intimacy well interesting that you had asked that question reb because i went to the other reference um where this particular verse is also quoted by jesus in luke 16 uh, verse 13 is the same verse. But just a couple of verses before that, um, it says that, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit you to trust the true riches? And I thought, you know, that's wow. really interesting because it's in the context of the parable of the unjust steward. But that whole sense that... Um, it does affect your relationship with the Lord. It affects that place of intimacy. You know, if, you know, as we were talking about, you know, if your heart's divided, if you're trying to follow one and you can't follow the other. You know, I heard, this is an interesting depiction. Somebody um, mentioned, um, I don't know, I heard it in the last number of weeks. This would be like you are standing in a room and there are two men standing in the middle of the room and you're asked to watch each of them and what, how they walk. And so as you're standing there watching them, they suddenly walk, but they walk to opposite corners of the room. Can you keep your eye on both at the same time? 
Well, the reality is, no, you can't. You have to choose which one. At some point, you choose to do that. And it's like that. Either we do that with God or we do that with mammon. But it is a little bit more subtle than just two men walking in different corners. It's recognizing how it kind of, well, it contends for your heart. Uh, you know, are you going to follow after that? And are you going to pursue it? Are you going to put your interest in that? You're going to put your energy? Exactly where you're going to continue to focus uh, and and walk with and, and become companion with and friends? Uh, or are you going to follow after the Lord? Uh, because I think, you know, this scripture talks about then it's as you give your finances to the Lord, recognize they're from him in the first place and you're stewarding on his behalf. And in this context, if you're stewing unrighteous mammon, it puts it, uh, the money of the world, and how are you managing that piece? And if you're managing it well, knowing it's the Lord's, then the Lord says there are true riches that are there for you. That place of intimacy, the truth of who he is and his ways and his characters, because he reveals himself in a greater way because they're not stumbling blocks. As as you mentioned, Reb, your heart isn't divided. You're actually right. following after him full-heartedly, and in that pursuit, you're cultivating trust and cultivating a place of intimacy to grow in your relationship with him, to see the world and the systems of the world from his perspective and from his heart. So I don't know if that answers your question, but those are some of the thoughts that immediately come to mind. I think the other one that, uh, Ray, is as you read that passage from Luke, but also recognizing that we, we ask money to do something that it actually cannot do that that Jesus does do. So our heart's desire, there's something in our heart that, that needs to be filled, and it needs to be filled with Christ. But we try to use the things that money gives us to fill that part in our heart. And so all of a sudden, you know, we're, again, we're, we're serving money, expecting the outcome to be what Jesus is offering us freely. And, and so for us to, to spend our time and energy and, and resources um, and, and kind of, I guess, expect the, the result when Jesus clearly says, no, 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 wait a minute, it's, you're not going to get from money what you desire from me. You have to pursue me okay. to get that intimacy. So I'm going to stop you there because... In your book, you say the biggest deception is the promise to give us what God can only give. So it's mm -hmm. what David's saying. Identity, security, significance, peace, joy, and love. Now, I, I just want to say that we can, I think we do get identity from money. I oh. think it makes us feel good. Like, <laughs> you know, like we just got to go on a nice little mm -hmm. trip, which many people don't get the privilege of having. And we did. And you have money. You can, Money affords you a lot. You can if you have money, you can get anything you'd physically want. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it, it is true. And I think that's I mean, well, that's I, the, I, I, I am going to say, though, it's interesting that you said those six things, identity, security, significance peace, joy, and love. And if you mirror those and set those next to each other, money does, uh, in a sense, give us identity, security, and significance. Uh, although when we are, our heart desires peace, joy, and love, I'm not so sure money delivers on those three. Well, when you have it, you can, you can I, I mean, money can't give you peace and relationship. 
Like if I'm mad at Ray, it's not like I can just give him a hundred bucks and he'll be happy with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you would, but I'm not, I'm not mad at yes. <laughs> you're, better, you're better up. <laughs> yes. But I suspect at another level, I mean, your fears and anxieties are just the same. True right. peace. I mean, the shalom of the Lord is, I think, a little bit different, but. I mean, of course, I, I just, I think I just always want to identify that part because we all often hear in Christian circles, well, the world just doesn't offer you what Jesus does. And it's true, but the camouflage is really nice mm-hmm. sometimes. Like the deception is really nice. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be drawn to mammon. Like if it wasn't feeling good for a moment, Right? right, a bigger TV, yeah. or and and I'm not saying because you have a bigger TV, it's it's like a bad thing, but if we put our trust in those things, that's the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yes. And I think the other part um, was striking for me because I just did a webinar the other night, and one of the questions that arose was the whole issue of, you know, do you keep eternity in perspective? And I think that for me is another aspect of this whole area of, uh, of a divided heart. I mean, one is something that we enjoy here in now. And, you know, a lot of it, we put our interest in there uh, and our energies in there and our focus in there. But you know what? When we get to, to the grave, we don't take any of that stuff with us. So what have we laid up, you know, of, as treasures in heaven? Uh, and so do we live with the eternity of mind even now in this whole area of finances? Well, and I think that goes right back to the question we started where Jesus is saying, listen, you know, in a sense, the test is how do you manage the resources here on earth in light of eternity, right? Um, you know, he says, because if you're faithful with the five, the two, the 10 talents, mm-hmm. whatever you've been given here on earth, as we look at the other, some of the other parables, then and he says, but when you get into eternity, it's a whole like it's a whole new deal. But they are connected. Like they are there. There is a, in a sense a connection that Jesus makes there to say, yeah, we need you need to reflect what you do here on earth to be that reflection of what goes on for eternity. And and again, I think there's something to that where where we are talking about Jesus. Um, you know, serving him now and serving him for eternity. And he, he's really just saying, you can't serve money and, and you really do want to serve me anyways because you're going to do it for eternity. So start doing it now, right? So I want to like maybe veer just a little because yeah. we're talking about undivided heart. And <clears throat> when I was reading this, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. When I was reading this passage recently, I was sitting with it, doing some writing, and all of a sudden it struck me that when Jesus says, let me, I'm going to go find my Matthew 6 verse again, so I, I, I know it, but I don't want to misquote it. You can't serve two masters, you'll hate the one and love the other, or else you'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which we've just been talking about. But as I was sitting with it, I realized, well, wait a minute, I've always interpreted this as Jesus saying, pick one, pick me or mammon. You know, anyway, we talked about that. We talked about that in February. But what happens when we're trying to look at both men walk in both directions? What happens when we're actually living for both? 
And then I thought, because Jesus, now I don't, I didn't dig into like the grammar and all of that stuff. Mm. Like, and, and maybe I need to go there yet. For either, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one or the other. No one can serve two masters. For either. And it kind of led me to the, wait a minute. He's telling us that if we're trying to live both, if we're trying to serve money and power and influence and what that gives us, and we're also, because we do love Jesus, we do have seen, we have seen transformation in our lives, right? Like Mm -hmm. we can all identify with this, I think. So we're not giving up on Christ. We're not giving up on God. We're going to church. We're doing all like these great things, right? We're serving him. And yet the draw of mammon just keeps us like, boom, you know, we can, I'm on YouTube. You can see me. I'm turning, I'm turning the other direction, but, but what all of a sudden, then it hit me. I'm like, for then you will hate the one and love the other. And I was like, whoa, it just struck me. Or you will be loyal to one and despise the other. So as we're trying to serve both, we're going to end up hating one over the other. And the question that hit me was, do I hate God? Like, is this too hard a requirement? Why can't I just love money and stuff and possessions and live my life the way I want to? And I don't know if we have an answer to the why. Why questions are really bad um, sometimes. <laughs> but But I'm like, I know, I know I'm going on, but it had such an impact on my heart Mm -hmm. that day that I literally, I told you guys, I just emailed Ray because Dave wasn't available. I'm like, Ray, am I off base in this? Because he does say to us, don't in the Psalms, give me an undivided heart. Um, Brian Dirksen wrote a song about it a gazillion years ago, you know, that I may, um, that you teach me your ways, give me an undivided heart heart that i can just follow you wholeheartedly like i don't know what do you guys think like am i off base in thinking that but because in the trying to serve both and i think a lot of us are there to be honest we in the church in our in our community in canada maybe some of us are finding ourselves drawn to one way or the other and we can feel the tension well i and uh, i mean it's i think the seriousness of just asking asking me the question, am I serving God or am I serving mammon? Like coming to the truth or the reality of that. And again, at Rev and I as a couple, we can ask that each other and, and Ray and, and Arlene, your wife, uh, you can ask that as a couple. And, and then we can ask that upwards towards the Lord and say, Lord, like show me the truth of, of my heart. Do I, do I serve mammon do i serve you show me the truth of my heart because i think it's it's pretty um difficult in our north american culture here to 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 be honest and and to have a i'm gonna say the the truth the light of truth shine in on that because the the culture and the environment we're in but the the hope and the joy of that is is that jesus can speak directly to reb and i he can speak directly to Ray and Arlene. He can speak directly to you who are listening and say, let me show you my way. Let me show you how to walk this out. Um, 
I am the king of kings. Christ mm-hmm. has been established on his throne, and we are his stewards of what everything that he wants to accomplish here on earth, starting today and moving for through for eternity. And, you know, money does play a part in that, but he wants our hearts. He wants us to, to come before him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords and say, here's everything you've given me. Now teach me how to use that to glorify you. Well, Ray, you're Ray, Ray's I'm just, you know, no, I'm just like <laughs> I'm just thinking about all you're saying here, and then, and then I'm looking at verse 25 there in Luke six, which is about you not know, not worrying about your life and what you'll eat and drink and food and all those things, and so that whole sense, you know, that because um, even the word hate is is strong language, and so I've it's been very- pondering that as you said that. Rabbin, I'm wondering, what does that really mean? Um, and then within this context, you know, that whole sense of, you know, um, we all live with a degree of anxiety around our daily needs, whether we admit it or not. Um, and so do we put our trust in the Lord? Or do we put trust in our finances? And I think, like you said, I think this is where we live most of our time because we kind of straddle between the two. We get anxious about that when a bill catches us off guard and, it was like we're not expecting that, and um, how do we manage that? And so, Lord, are you going to are you going to provide? So, where do we turn to? Do we, do we turn to uh, oh, you know, my anxiety and giving that room, or just going immediately to the Lord and saying, Father, how where's your provision today for this? And so, for me, that gets back to the divided heart. So, which side of the fence are we going to land on? Uh, in the place of fear, or a place of coming back to the Lord and saying, Lord. This is yours. This is your finances. So, Lord, help me to walk this through in this process. So, yeah, just kind of thinking that through. Um, I was trying to imagine. So, what if I serve Mammon? And then, so Jesus literally says, "So you will hate God and love Mammon, or you will be loyal to Mammon and despise God." I mean, if we put those words in there, like usually I take it from the other way, you know, I can be loyal to Jesus and love Jesus. Right. But when we actually take that verse and start talking that way, that all of a sudden that catapults me into a picture of me throwing myself at Christ's feet and saying, sorry, I don't want to do that. I, you know, I'm trying to live both. Really, I don't want to do both. Like I, like, I could probably cry over that. I don't want to despise you. But how many times do we take a look at the verse in that way? I've been trying to do both. You say, don't have a divided heart. You know, be loyal to me. What does that look like? And it goes back to what Dave says, you know, show me the truth in my heart. And oh my goodness, is that a prayer request Mm -hmm. for us? But that's hard. Like, I almost don't want to write that one down because (laughs) I'm not sure I want to know the truth in my heart because I'm telling myself, oh, I am loyal to Jesus. I am loyal. So how do, where do we go, Ray? But I think, I think we have to throw in here and I, and I, maybe just as we come to the end, I I really want, it is not about the amount of money that you have in your bank account that will then determine how much I trust God. Right. (laughs) So, don't get us wrong yeah. as you're listening to this. Say, okay, I've, I've got to have zero money in my bank account, and that's living by faith. And, you know, every month as a mortgage payment comes up, I've got to come to the Lord and say, Lord, where is that money going to come from? 
Uh, that I don't we think don't is what we're saying. It. We're not connecting that <laughs> yeah. the amount of money in my bank account is directly proportioned to my holiness and my love of God. Uh, uh, again, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that. I, I'm, I don't think you're saying that, no, Ray. No. I don't think you're saying that, Reb. In the sense of saying we can love God and still be very wealthy on this earth. I mean, we just have to look at Abraham. We have to look at Isaac. We have to look at Jacob. We can go to the Old Testament and David and Solomon and, you know, we and can go on and the, on. And the women who supported Jesus. I'm just throwing that in yes, there. It's not gonna, all about the men. I was just doing the Old Testament man thing. Okay, great. <laughs> we only have a few minutes left. But but I really wanted to, yeah, I want to just throw that back to you, Ray, and say, you know, that's also important for us to recognize that we don't connect yes. money yeah. and the amount of money with the amount of love that we have for God. Yeah, I agree. That we don't want to go down that road. But I think that whole notion of loyalty is an interesting word if you park there for a little bit. Just um, you know, when you think about loyal and you know, you pledge your allegiance to that individual, you're committed, you you fall through on all those aspects. And so um what does that mean to be loyal to the Lord? And what does it mean to be loyal to mammon? Uh, and so remember, it's mammon is a spirit that uh, is influences in our thinking and beliefs. And so is that something where we um, tend to give a lot of room in our thinking to the fear and anxiety, uh, pride or arrogance around our money management or even f- um, that kind of poverty spirit that can come in on that process? So or do we loyal say, Lord? Regardless of how much money and whatever I'm walking through, you are still God and I'm still going to trust you. I'm, I'm committed wholeheartedly to you. I will remain loyal to you. Yeah, that's so, so good. I mean, that, that is, and I mean, I think at a, as a, and maybe this is a good action step here for as we come to the end of the show is to, 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 as you look at your money, as you look at your bank account to say, Lord, I am going to, these resources, I'm going to commit to you and I, and I'm going to use those resources to express my love for you and, and how I do that intentionally, just as you, you've so eloquently said, Ray. (laughs) Well, and I, I I think those are the two questions like are, that are coming to me right now. Um, Lord, show me the truth of my heart Mm -hmm. And then how can I, how do I live an undivided heart in, in, in my money story? Yes. How do I do that? Because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about the amount you tithe. It's not about, you know, it's, it's a personal, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. It's that intimate space. Mm-hmm. If you're pursuing intimacy, the things of the world, like that hymn says, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So even if you fail and you step back and you're like, ah, I did that again. You know, you just keep turning back in the morning and the noon and at night, keep turning back to God and he'll show you. And you may, you, there may be areas where you just uh, haven't understood that you are actually very loyal to God. And he'll show you that too. Well, why don't we pray? So Lord, I do just, uh, we just echo that prayer that Reb just said uh, that we want to use all of our resources, our time, our talent, our money for your glory. And, and Lord, show us the truth of that. Show us where we have uh, served ourselves or served mammon 
And uh, Lord, we want to just change those things and serve you with it and commit that to you in Christ's name and for his glory. So, mm-hmm. oh, thanks again, Ray. Good to be with you guys. So appreciate. <laughs> it's great. What thanks a discussion. For- uh, there's lots more to dig oh, into yes, that. So this one I actually might have to listen to again. So, uh, <laughs> and, and for you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for uh, your support. Of course, you can find all of the shows on your favorite podcasting platform. Shout out to CHRI and the good folks at Crosspoint Financial for all the work in supporting the show. And join us next week when we talk Talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.